0: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we are here to give you our first impressions of Ant-Man. What'd you think, Jeff? It was so good, Matt. Oh my God. Yeah. It was It was pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. I w-
1: so, any fear over Edgar Wright leaving immediately dispelled. You upon know, watch.
0: Uh... <sighs> I hate to say it, but not me. Uh, (laughs) I kept watching certain scenes, felt a little normal. I don't know. The movie was great. I don't have a problem with it or anything. But uh, an Edgar Wright version would have been much more stylized. Why'd you have to bring that up? Why'd you have to rub salt in my wounds? (laughs) Because? Because everyone else has gotten over it. I haven't gotten over it. I haven't gotten over it. I love Edgar Wright too much. But let's not dwell on the Edgar Wrightness or the lack thereof of this movie. Um, I loved the movie. It felt very Marvel. It felt like a great chapter in this overall story. You know? It really Um, did. And it was a great standalone, not not to say that it wasn't. Um, There were a few moments where I I fear that Marvel is doing a little more of what they did with Age of Ultron, where Age of Ultron was amazing, but didn't make much sense if you don't... uh, if, if you aren't a fan of every Marvel thing to me, it felt like just a chapter, that. not a good standalone. Um, right. This movie had a few moments where, if you don't know anything Marvel, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, the, the, really, the, the main one was when the guys said they were Hydra. Yeah. And that was supposed to carry a lot of weight. Uh, that's what makes uh, Michael Douglas freak out. It's what makes Hank Pym, like... You know, it, it was what causes the last the major fight fight in the movie. And, and uh, if that weren't the case, if you've never seen a Marvel thing before, you don't know who Hydra is. You know? Yeah. It's still
1: no. Yeah. Right after he says like these are representatives of Hydra, he says they've changed a lot. They're not like they used to be. Yeah. He says, and they're if not have never not seen what a Marvel were. thing, he yeah, says if, if you've not, never seen a Marvel thing, you're like, what were
0: they? Yeah, what is you, he alluding no to? So, so I felt like that was a little moment where they could have been a little more... Like, you could have had an earlier scene where Hank Pym is, sees what Hydra is or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because uh, Hank... I'm sorry, not Hank Pym. Uh, Scott Lang sees... someone explains to him who Hydra is because he may not know because he's never, you know... he's like, He could be like, oh, that terrorist organization I've heard of them, you know nazis right you know something like that uh, there could have been yeah. some scene in there to kind of just uh give that to the audience um i like that they're not holding our hands in that way but that wouldn't have felt forced you know that w- I, I don't know they, there's a way to walk the line where you're you're still allowing everyone in on everything without uh without holding everyone everyone's hands so so i did think this movie had a, had a little of that um which makes me fear a little bit for marvel but like Uh, As as someone who does know everything they've put out I loved it (laughs) (laughs) I did too It Like it
1: was a great Like first off it was a great heist film Yeah Then it was a really great shrinking film Then it was a really great superhero film And then it combined all of those together Into being a really great shrinking superhero heist film
0: Yeah I, I I liked a lot I liked all of those elements. I didn't love all of those elements. I thought it was a great shrinking film um, and a great superhero film and it fit very well in the Marvel universe. Uh, I think what Edgar Wright would have brought to the table that that I think was lacking a little bit from this movie is the coolness of a heist film um, yeah. If you watch most heist movies, most real, honestly, most criminal movies have a certain amount of um, uh, just just bravado. It's the whole Ocean's Eleven, like these are the yeah. coolest guys in the world. Um, and I I would have liked a little bit of that, and I think Edgar Wright probably would have brought some of that to the table. Um, instead, the the char- the main characters were a little a little more uh, just all idiots. <laughs> <laughs> even scott lang i never really got the sense that he was um he had a good heart and he obviously has some intelligence but he didn't so much uh it, with the exception of this of the of the scene where he broke into the safe most of what he did was was all heart and swagger and 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 it was him being like wanting to prove to his daughter who he was and uh wanting to uh and, and, and the reason Hank Pym chose him was more because he needed someone who could do the things who was disposable, as as, as Scott Lang puts it. <laughs> or, yeah, um, man, he doesn't say disposable. Expendable. Expendable. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and so I didn't get the sense at any point, really, with the exception of the scene where he breaks into the house, that Scott Lang was that cool.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, they weren't focusing on him being that cool, he's a hero.
0: Yeah, he's yeah, a good yeah. guy. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm just saying, from a heist from a heist movie perspective, that's was that was lacking for me. Okay. Uh, on the on the other elements, on him being a hero, totally hit 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 on all all cylinders. That was great, and he was kind of a fell into his lap sort of hero, you know, which is which yeah. is which is fun. Not really reluctant.
1: <laughs> yeah. He was like he was going for it after he kind of accepted that he had to be the guy and it still just when <laughs> when he when he contacted him in the prison and he was just like you're you're my lawyer I've been watching you a long time Scott what <laughs> why since when
0: I love that throughout the movie he like he obviously has been watching him i love when he's like not those three wombats <laughs> and it's obvious it's just because he watched enough to know that those guys were idiots and he wasn't going to get them involved <laughs> yep that was pretty funny and
1: i like that he kept throw or that he kept like calling back scott's own conversations just to be like I know. see i have been watching you i know it's
0: real creepy scott uh, <laughs> Hank Pym's Pim, Hank real creepy he really is <laughs> So He has his little camera ants following Scott Lang for weeks. <laughs> that was really creepy.
1: I um I really like that this movie stood so well on its own and also still tied into the rest of the MCU, but in kind of like a a really subtle way, like not beating you over the head, like
0: this is part of MCU. Yeah, it was well, I mean you say that. I hate to disagree, uh, again, <laughs> but I felt like it uh, – with that Avengers scene and him trying to – Like when he
1: was fighting Falcon? When he's
0: fighting Falcon, that was straight up a scene that was just like, look how cool this is that he's in the – he's 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 breaking into the Avengers, you know. Uh, yeah, but that, that
1: scene wasn't, like, forced in to feel like, you know, this is part of MCU. Like, that made sense
0: um, that
1: that would happen.
0: I'm not going to say they didn't make it make sense. Like it, it obviously he needed something that Hank Pym had at Avenger and the and the shield had kept at this Avengers facility. Uh but it very much was just a scene that was kind of thrown in because I mean they, they basically said, "Well, we want him to fight Falcon." Uh it's not like he actually <laughs> it is not like that that device they use to like hack the system or whatever. That that was unnecessary. They didn't need that. They invented that Just so that they would go to... For the plot, they invented that just so they needed to go to Avengers.
1: No, they they absolutely needed it. It was the whole everything surrounding it. Like the tank.
0: (laughs) No, the tank was awesome. And did you call that, by the way? Did you see that? Yes, I did. I did too. As soon as Scott Lang was in his house (laughs) robbing him and he picked up that keychain, they linger on it just long enough that I was like, oh, that's absolutely a real tank absolutely a real tank
1: (laughs) that's exactly what i thought i was like wait a minute why why did they stay on the tank that long and then they showed it again yeah later yep and i was like no 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 way it was pretty are they they are that was
0: it was real real cool (laughs) um i kind of wish they'd done more with the tank yeah um Thomas the Tank Engine was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the Giant Ant. The Giant Ant was awesome. We still haven't talked about uh, the first scene with uh, with Michael Douglas uh, as a young man and Haley Atwell oh, yeah. and Howard Stark. Um, the flashback. That was one of the most exciting scenes in the movie for me as an MCU fan. Um,. Because that ties ties so much together, and I've been saying on the cast for months how much I want to see that time period or some time period, um, you know, throughout in between in between the 40s and the 2000s. I want to I would...
1: fill in the blanks between Cap and now.
0: And I love that they're starting to do that. Um, that was just a really, really, really rad scene.
1: I still want to see Haley Atwell in Bell Bottoms. <laughs>
0: I don't think you're gonna get it, man. By by that time, like the eighties and seven or by the seventies, sixties, I guess maybe in the sixties. That woman that woman aged well though. In the eighties. She's 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 still real uh still looked real young.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was in eighty nine, right?
0: Yeah, so she was she was real old. Already. That was
1: also that was also the same year that Whitehall got out of jail.
0: Oh, was it?
1: Yep. Hmm.
0: I wonder, hmm. I wonder if uh, I wonder if there's any tie in there. Probably not.
1: There, no. There is. There has to be. It's it's Marvel.
0: Well, I mean, there. It's obviously tied together. But I was just trying to think if there's any logical reason why Hank Pym leaving could have caused the release of Whitehall. Uh, except for ah. I, I got it. I got it. Uh, that other guy was obviously Hydra the whole time. Yeah. Which I love. I love that they tied that together. Um. With 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 Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, what was his name? The do you know the other the other the the guy that Hank Pym beats up in the first scene?
1: The How's Your Face guy? I don't yeah. know. How's Your I Face? Don't remember, <laughs> um,
0: Doctor How's Your Face? Um, <laughs> his uh, his character was obviously Hydra, and so it's possible that Hank Pym leaving the scientific. Uh, you know, Whitehall was a scientist that they had. Uh, Nazi scientists they had captured. It's possible that Hank Pym leaving was what was what allowed Hydra to have control of the Nazi scientists and to release them. Maybe. Totally makes sense. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's uh, all connected. They were biding their time to release him, but uh, they couldn't while Hank Pym was around. His nosy Hank Pym with his camera ants.
1: With his camera ants. <laughs> His, his cantras. <laughs> uh, Stretch that one a little too much. Antras? Antras, Ant- maybe. No.
0: Ant-r- antra? I don't know. That just sounds Antras, like a, No. antra th- These all just sound like villains for Godzilla. <laughs> Mecha ants. <laughs> um, have we discussed yet that you called it completely... On the micro realm, I didn't say that yet, but you, I was thinking it. You you can absolutely gloat about that. That was that was badass, sir. Nailed it. <laughs> totally, totally nailed it. Totally nailed it. Uh, we just dis- we, we discussed the micro realm on the cast last week, and uh, Jeff speculated that that is how Janet Van Dyne was lost, and she was. Do you think they'll bring Janet back?
1: There's a possibility because they kept focusing on. Hank Pym saying that space and time don't matter there.
0: I know, yeah. I honestly thought Scott Lang was going to bring her back.
1: That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, he's going to find Janet.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Or Janet's going to find him. What if Janet, like, clung to Hank Pym's suit all those, you know, however many years ago, but since time doesn't matter there, uh, Hank Pym shrinks down and he ends up right next to Janet with the same, uh, you know, in, in in the same time and space.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. And well, she comes he comes out, young. That you would, that would been awesome.
1: You would infinitely shrink, right? Yep. Without the regulator. So, she's had more time to shrink. And so she would have been smaller than Scott was in there. So she could very well have been next to him.
0: Yeah, but that's it, it, I you know, know, if time and space don't matter, then uh, you, you, there's not really logic to it at all. That's, yeah, there's not. That's the whole thing. There's no. A,
1: there's no way to logic it.
0: <laughs> it's a it's a, a Deus Mach, Machina that's going to be like, we can do whatever we want with Janet Van Dyne now. <laughs> but he's obviously going back to working on it and trying to find Janet again.
1: Yeah, and you know, like that brings up the um, that brings up the the possibility for Yellow Jacket to come back.
0: Oh, well I don't know, man. What he did something different to Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket just didn't just shrink. Yellow Jacket like folded in half. Do you see it? Well, he it was, it was He pretty gross.
1: And then kind of fizzled. Like he it looked like he collapsed in on himself, but it was because like he tore up the suit and all of the shrinky stuff happened all over and had no regulation to it. So
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. that's possible, but it looked, looked like his arm folded behind itself and then he was crushed. Like it didn't look like, it didn't look like he just shrunk, <laughs> but I mean, I'm not saying he couldn't come back. He could come back. I just think that he, uh, he'll have some ill effects if he's, if he returns. Oh yeah. I liked the, I liked the character of, uh, Darren Cross Darren a lot. Darren Cross, yes. I actually felt bad for him. Like he was a some, pretty sympathetic character for the most part. Um... They, they 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 touched on it, but I didn't really get a full sense of it. So they were saying that if you shrink down without the proper helmet, you it affects your mind.
1: Yeah, the pim particles are supposed to affect your your mind and mess up your uh, your brain waves or something like that.
0: Um yeah. They they they, they, they Or your brain chemistry. They touch on that, like. and I guess um, we're supposed to believe that Darren Cross had done a lot of shrinking already?
1: Or just had been in touch with a lot of the particles.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I guess that's true. I guess when they said that, I was just thinking uh, that it was a result of shrinking without the helmet, but we had, as of that moment, we never knew for sure if he'd ever shrunk before, because he just got the ability to uh, get organic tissue with that lamb. Poor yeah. lamb. Oh my gosh. Uh, when he... When he Shrinks down that man in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, with the gun. That was disgusting. <laughs> that was so disgusting. Oh, man. I it really was. I and then
1: he just wipes him up with a tissue. Ugh, that was really
0: gross. <laughs> really, really <laughs> gross. Oh, I, I'm, like, <laughs> having, um, feeling nauseous thinking about it. Um. Let's talk about it some more. No, it's <laughs> not. I drank too much last night, and I'm already feeling not so good. <laughs> too many beers. Now, last the night. Um,
1: the gun that he used was very uh, reminiscent of. I'm going to bring it up again. Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes.
0: Oh yeah, when, does they have a shrink shrink he, ray?
1: Well, he's got a a gun that you remember those discs that he was throwing?
0: Yeah, Ant Man does. Or Yellow never, Jacket does.
1: Uh, that in the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Yellowjacket has a, um... Or, well, actually, it was when it was Scott Lang had the suit. Scott Lang had a gun that he was using to launch those discs and shrink stuff. Okay. So that he could carry it easier.
0: I did think the, the very ending, when he's in the micro-realm and he uses the, I guess, the disc to put on as a yeah. regulator. Yeah. What, what did he put on one of the enlarging discs, I guess?
1: Yeah, cuz the blue ones make you bigger.
0: Yeah. I thought that was a little weird. <laughs> a little Why? It just you know how hard it is to get things to interface. I he's an electrical engineer if he had taken like a moment in the micro realm to like wire it together, it would have been one thing, but he put it there. He put it on his regulator as if it were a, as if it were like intended to fit there and then spun it almost like kind of power ranger style. And it like just locked in and he like grew.
1: Yeah. But the discs, when they attach to something, like when they're thrown and they, they touch something, it makes the thing grow. So sure, sure. Basically, it was just kind of like put it in place of whatever other regulator I have, and turn it to to lock it in and touch me. I, I get and that. I get what. The, I get grow. what.
0: I get what they did. I saw what they were going for. I just thought it was a little lame because things just don't work like that. <laughs> Things. You don't know.
1: This is movie science.
0: Yeah, that's I just like that's the thing. He is an electrical engineer, so if they'd like given him the chance to like wire it together, I would have been on board. But them like just like these discs that are meant for throwing also happen to perfectly fit the regulator. That was a little <laughs> that was a little dumb. Nah. A little dumb. Nah. I like the movie. It's I like the movie science. a lot. But that there's a few dumb places. <laughs> There were a few goofy
1: places. How about um how about Luis stealing every scene he was in?
0: Yeah, I thought Luis was fun.
1: <laughs> and you know I'm kinda like a neo cubism kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like that was ridiculous. Yeah, that was really funny.
1: I was at this wine tasting with my homie. You know, they had a bunch of reds, and you know, I don't really like reds, but they had this one rose that like really brought it home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was yeah. No. I, I was I was on board with all that. I liked uh, I like I liked I liked the the side characters a lot. It was a fun movie. It was a funny movie. Um I I think I was I was hoping without, with any any heist movie. I always want a little bit of coolness. Cuz that's what like yeah. the And I mean it's it's a, it's a bad thing probably, but that's why those heist movies are popular. It's because you watch these characters, and they're just really badass, and it just makes the criminal element look awesome, <laughs> which is not yeah. good—not good for society, probably. But um, <laughs> like but the
1: Italian Job.
0: Oh yeah, the Italian Job, Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's, 11. Ocean's Thirteen. We will not speak of Ocean's Twelve. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Julia Roberts meets herself, Julia Roberts, the character in the movie meets Julia Roberts the superstar this is a universe where there's a lady uh, out there existing and she also Julia Roberts also exists and they just happen to be like twinsies it was dumb I thought we were not going to talk about it Matt Ocean's 12 yeah we're not we're not <laughs> J- so that's, that's and that's why that movie wasn't good. I'm sorry I'm still talking about Ocean 12. Uh, is because it. <laughs> it wasn't cool. There was no coolness to that movie. Ocean 13 brought it back. Ocean 13 was cool. I get you. Um,
1: <laughs> but this movie, Ant-Man. Right. Ant-Man was, was the was one we're good. talking
0: about. It, it was. It was. It started off a little slow, I'm going to be honest.
1: It started oh, yeah? off a little bit slow and then it ramped up and just kept going.
0: Yeah, I agree. the 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 first six minutes uh, that I saw in the IMAX preview was not the first scene with with uh, uh, with with Hank Pym and uh, Haley Atwell and all of that. Um, yeah, Howard Stark, Agent Carter. Um, it was the scenes after that where he's in the in the prison yard through him working at Baskin Robbins. Yeah. And that yeah. just that whole that it wasn't bad. It was good, and it was funny, and it did a good job of establishing the character and like where he is in life. Um, I love the Baskin Robbins stuff. Oh yeah, Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins knows everything. Baskin whatever.
1: Robbins, man, they know.
0: Baskin Robbins don't play.
1: <laughs> Baskin Robbins gonna find out, man.
0: Yeah, that was that was pretty great. <laughs>
1: uh... <laughs> And there was the, the guys. I think I'll just have a burger. Said, w- what? No, we don't do that. <laughs> oh yeah, that was good too. Just your know, pretzel, some mustard.
0: <laughs> when he said, "Dude, problems, man. got ice cream." When it, uh, Paul, I, that you know that is actually one of my problems with this movie. I could never get past Paul Rudd. I I'm a, I'm I think that's probably not a problem for most people, but I really like Paul Rudd a lot. And it made it actually kind of hard to see him as anything but Paul Rudd. <laughs> and that's always been the case with Paul Rudd in all of all the movies he's in. But, like, this one where I'm trying to see him as Scott Lang, a superhero, was difficult. I think they got there. By the end, I, I was thinking of him as Scott Lang. And he did play a, a different character than he does in most of his movies. Um, but... He was still <laughs> so Paul ready. The f- yeah, that first scene in Baskin Robbins when the guy's like, uh, oh, well, I'll have whatever's you know hot and fresh. Hot and ready. And he's just like. It, he knows his, his exact no. words are dude. He <laughs> just <laughs> says dude in like a prolonged, really funny way. Cracked me up. That shit and cracked then- me up. <laughs>
1: He talks to the other associate that works there. and like, "Hey, can you handle this idiot? please? <laughs>
0: can you uh, handle this idiot?" <laughs> Just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. it's it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, good flick. I dug it.
1: All right, I um, I liked. I liked where they where they're setting up for Hope Van Dyne to go.
0: Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. With that post credits? It's going to be the Wasp.
1: And, you know, like, when uh, when they showed the costume, like, hanging up on the wall there, I was like, oh, my God, like, most of those color patterns are exactly like the Wasp's original costume. Except, of course, they added a helmet and did a couple of changes, to make it seem more scientific and not well, so yeah, comic yeah, booky, they but do still, look, it
0: looks a lot like the old wasp costume that we were—the one we were reading about in Hank Pym's, you know, uh, the one we read about. The I think the yeah. modern one's like black and yellow, though, right? Yeah, it's it's been black and yellow for a little bit. But yeah, that looked a lot more like the original—the uh, ones with the in, the in the books we were reading. I'm really glad we did the comics uh, read through. Um it uh, it gave me a lot of context for who those characters were, and um, <laughs> you know it was funny. I, we talked about it on last week's cast about how I had a problem with Hank Pym naming the ants and then also <laughs> sending them in to die constantly. That mm-hmm. seemed weird, and then I found myself in the movie theater really wanting him to call the flying ant Emma. He calls him Anthony. <laughs> But I found yep. myself like, oh, come on, give, give as a comic book reader, give me a, give me a, uh, you know, nice little callback. But that would that was silly because I've they been a, had, I've been a comic book reader of those books for a week.
1: <laughs> they, they had so many of those callbacks, like when uh, when really Darren did. Cross had everybody there and was saying like, the Ant Man's obviously just a myth tales to astonish.
0: Oh yeah, that was, was great. Like, ah! I I think I was the only person in the theater going, "Ah yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I always
1: love it when they do that.
0: Yeah, it was awesome.
1: And then um oh, what was it? Damn it, there were so many little just tiny extra nuggets in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. That I, that I did feel like I only really understood because I just recently read those books. So that was cool. I'm really glad yeah. we Glad we did that. And the micro realm thing was cool. Yep. And you knew what was happening. Such a great call. Such a great call. Um, There were no, uh, unfortunately, when they reached the micro realm, there were no like Game of Thrones style uh, Ah, courts.
1: I was waiting for him to like to land on one of the atoms and just be like, oh crap, this is a world. Yeah, I was too.
0: (laughs) But instead, it went like uh, straight up interstellar. Uh, when he when he go? Have you seen Interstellar? I haven't. Uh, well, there's a similar <laughs> scene.
1: A whole lot of theoretical physics happening.
0: Um, well, do you care if I spoil for you? Because I'll give a spoiler alert go to ahead. the audience. Uh, spoiler alert for Interstellar. Um, skip forward one minute if you don't want to know. Uh, in interstellar he he uh navigates into a black hole and he ends up like having a very similar like scene where he's like all out of out of body sort of in the middle in some sort of strange like spacescape um so yeah that's pretty that's pretty much it uh, but it, but it seemed I, especially when I thought I thought they were going to go ahead and rescue Janet Van Dyne. I they do something similar in Interstellar where they he reaches back through time to talk to himself. Um, and so that was uh that I really thought that's where they were going to go with it, and it was, was like this is straight out of Interstellar. <laughs> I see.
1: Hmm. I could draw that parallel. Oh, we got a we got a little bit of feedback on Facebook. Oh yeah. Um, you were talking about Emma being the name. We uh, we completely missed the reference to the uh, '60s British TV show The Avengers, where the chief characters were Emma Peel and Jake Steed. Oh. And um, thank you to I cannot remember his name on Facebook that said that or no on that emailed us that. Um, apparently we gave him fits.
0: I'm sorry. So, so sorry. So sorry. Um,
1: and he was saying that maybe we, uh, we might've known it from the recent movie, the Uma Thurman movie.
0: Yeah. I did see that movie.
1: Like that was based on it, but that came out in 98 and I never saw it and I didn't care about seeing it.
0: I did see it. Uh, it it, it didn't, it didn't really really, stick with me though. Didn't really stick with me. I never saw the original TV series back in the day, so I did I did not recognize those names. And I don't think he ever ever said it in the books that that was what he's doing, but that makes total sense.
1: It do, especially since he's an Avenger. Yep. It's a good little reference there. It is. It is. Thanks for that tidbit.
0: Yeah. Good call. (laughs) Good call. All right, well, I think we're supposed to have a a longer cast uh, later this week to dig into Ant-Man even more. Um this is supposed to be our first impressions, but we've gone so long I think we're pretty much uh did a full cast on it. <laughs> almost <laughs> almost. But we'll talk to you guys on uh on Tuesday or Wednesday when the when the cast drops um about more about Ant-Man and so if you haven't seen it yet, sorry we spoiled everything.
1: Uh <laughs> <laughs> we'll dig deeper into it.
0: Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll have a deeper dive on Tuesday night. Uh, all right guys. Well, I'm Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, uh, in partnership with 45 magazine and a part of the giant size team up network. Uh, we would, uh, love for you to reach out to us. If you want to find out how to reach, reach us, go to mcucast.com. Uh, we are on facebook.com slash uh, Twitter at MCUcast on Twitter, um, and five seven three cast MCU is our phone number if you'd like to call and leave some audio feedback. Um, call, leave a voicemail, and we'll play it on the cast. Uh, we would love to hear from y'all. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. <music>